Hey everybody, this is Caitlin Arman, Salon Manager at Salon 1800, and this is the Aligned Podcast. Today I'm joined by my colleague and good friend, Becca Kutinski. Becca, I'm so excited to have you here today, even though we work together at Salon 1800. I feel like it's going to be a really good way for people to get to know you and your story and how inspirational you are as a kick-ass hairstylist. I'm so excited to share. So how long have you been in the industry? I've been doing hair for about eight years now. Okay. And why'd you get started? Honestly, I didn't know I wanted to do hair or be in the industry at all till I was out in California and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be in some type of business. I didn't want to go to school full time, but I wanted to do something that was hands-on, creative, fun. I had a friend that went to beauty school. She went to Innovata. And she was like, Becca, why don't you join? Why don't you do it? You love doing hair. You love making people feel good. If you don't end up liking it, it's a good thing to start. And then you can always go from there. And then I ended up doing it, loving it. I didn't feel like I was great at first until I started working with one of my mentors who really showed me how to like do hair and show me how to love what I do. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Your first mentor, because I feel like something that I hear a lot of when I'm speaking to the girls in beauty school and boys in beauty school, that they want an apprenticeship that's over in three months, four months, five months. And at Salon 1800, obviously ours is about nine, which I think is fair, but yours was two years. Yeah. So Just tell us about what it was like, why you think it was such a long program and the benefit of spending all that time with one mentor versus zipping in and out right from school. I personally think it was the best thing that I could have ever done. It was definitely hard and there was times that I wanted to be done and just wanted to do hair. But by doing that mentorship and assisting, I was so much more confident I was so much more hands-on when I was working. It was nice because I worked just with her. I helped some other stylists that were at the salon as well, but she was my main person. I did everything for her as well. And I just feel like it gave me the time to really perfect my craft before going out and taking my own clients. It gave me the opportunity to get more comfortable and understand everything because we go to beauty school for... Depending on where you live, it could be nine months to a year, maybe a little longer than a year, depending if you're full-time or part-time. And I personally just don't think that's enough training that you get in school. You learn the basics. You learn how to pass state boards, which is great. Like, it's the fundamentals that you need to know, and it gets you through. But I think going through and working under an assistant and or working as an assistant and pretty much just getting trained by someone who's been in the industry for a while or has a good clientele or likes to teach can really change the perspective of how you do hair and how you want to do your clients. I didn't just learn how to do hair. I learned how to do business, which was huge. I learned how to do numbers because I don't think a lot of people realize, yes, this can be an industry that you go to work and then you go home or you don't do, you can just do your work let it go. The salon can handle the numbers, but if you want to one day own a salon or you want to have control or even make as much money as you can, you have to know your numbers and you need to know how to calculate it and what to keep track of. And that is something that was a huge lesson she taught me because she ran her own business. 
and it helped me. I learned color, styling, cuts, money. I learned how to pre-book. I learned everything through it, and that can't be done in three months. It's a lot. Like, you'll get overwhelmed if you have to do it. Right. Where within the two years, I was able to really perfect that craft and really get in there and know it. And so when I got on the floor, I felt completely comfortable and confident in what I was doing. Yeah. And I'm sure you were also able to see not saying anything bad about your previous mentor, but you were able to see like the struggles and maybe some of the tough conversations you have to have with guests and a lot of things that you might not think about right when you get behind the chair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So good learning experience for you. So let's talk about your comment of numbers and money. One of the things that I think is I'm so impressed with by you and being able to work with you for the last three years is that you broke six figures as a hairstylist in 2020. Yeah. Which is amazing. 2020 was such a hard year for the service industry and we got hit so hard and you rose above it and you're reaching these new goals for yourself. So what'd you do? What can you give other people the advice of how to reach those goals in really tough times? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a bunch of different things. I feel I have such a great clientele that has been so supportive and so understanding through this whole time who some of them I like, consider my friends. And I think having that loyalty is a huge thing. But it also takes a lot of time and energy. And in the beginning when we were really restricted the most, I want to make everyone feel as comfortable as they can, especially during a pandemic like this. You want them to feel safe so they could come back. A lot of the experiences that I've had with new clients is they've gone to places and they don't feel safe. They don't Mm. feel like the place is sanitized. People aren't properly wearing masks. They aren't caring as much. And I'm really grateful for obviously you and the owner have done a great job keeping our staff and clients feel as safe as possible. And I think that's a huge thing of making people feel comfortable to come into the salon. Mm -hmm. But really is just trying to budget your numbers and make sure like one thing I always do at the beginning of my day is go through my day, see what I'm making, like a general base. And then I see what I can do to improve that. I'm never too pushy. I don't want to push something on a client that they don't need. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very big loyal, like they appreciate that. They Mm -hmm trust my honest opinion and if I say they need this they know I really mean they need it I'm not just gonna try and take their money and I think it's something that they really appreciate or if they're on a budget I'm willing to work with them and do what I can to get to them so they can feel good because in the end if they're happy that makes me happy yeah and that's where my money's coming from you're making such a customized experience yeah especially when people are feeling so disconnected and it's hard to feel the love with yourself with other people right now I know firsthand but for other people listening you have the most loyal clientele ever (laughs) but that shows because that loyalty is what's giving you these referrals which is giving you the new people in your chair yeah and I also think 2020 was like the year of the color correction and you're a blonding specialist it's been huge and it's been fun too I'm not gonna lie like as much as I know everyone hates how their hair looks when they've come in Mm -hmm. it has been fun having to correct it and see the reactions of people and see how they feel I think that's one thing that I love about what I do making someone feel good Mm -hmm. because especially in times like this we're constantly staring at people on screen your zoom meetings are in your face or you're not going out, you're not working out as much. We're all in a low. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not considered like an essential business or anything, but I feel like what we do is really, we should be, <laughs> but it makes us feel good. 
And it makes, like, I've had so many clients say this is what they look forward to because they feel so down. They're not, like, doing their hair. They're not going out. They're not doing their makeup. So, like, them coming in and getting a little special treatment and, like, weirdly say physical touch sometimes can really make someone feel so much better and they open up. And it's a place where they can talk freely and know that they're not going to... Nobody's going to say anything. Nobody's going to judge them. Like it's a very open, free place for them to be and have trust because getting your hair done is a really big trust. Especially with the girls you get in your chair. Yes. (laughs) After spending seven hours with you, they better trust. That's very true. I think that you are like just your personality and being kind. And I think you weigh in on this with me. I think that through the pandemic... Something that I've noticed is because hairstylists are putting themselves at risk, that there's a little bit of entitlement that's coming out with hairstylists, which don't get me wrong, I think it should be there. I think your jobs are totally a necessity. I think that we deserve the respect that a lot of other people in similar situations get. But I do feel like we've seen a little bit of a switch from I'm a service provider to you're lucky to be in my chair. I see a lot of that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like that? Do you feel like you have to put yourself in that position to get the respect from your guests? Yes and no. I I completely agree. I think you give respect to get respect. but And it is hard. In our industry, we don't always have the highest respect. A lot of people think that being a hairdresser or being an esthetician or anything in like the beauty industry is just like a fake job. It's an easy. Yeah. When I it, hate yeah, that. Yeah. Really, it's like such a hard job. You're physically doing stuff, moving, you're on your feet all day, you're talking, you're comforting people, you're there for them and support and good and bad times. And it can be physically and mentally draining. And yeah. it, it's a lot. And I think we should have more respect because what we do is so much. I saw something on Instagram because a big thing for people is paying for their hair is a huge thing. And I get it. It's a lot of money, but it's worth it. We've always said it's better like doing a box color and ruining your hair, but we spend hours. Like I'm most of my girls, I'm with them for four to five hours, but then they'll go and get like a Botox somewhere. Mm -hmm. And this was like a meme I saw, which I loved because it was like, you'll drop like a thousand dollars to get a filler or a Botox for two minutes. But when you sit in a chair and get your hair done, when they're physically doing stuff on you for five to six, however long, and you don't even want to pay over 200 or 300. I'm like, wait, what? We're doing physically more. But I think what I've noticed definitely throughout, especially in the past couple of years, the respect we are getting is definitely higher. They're seeing what our industry can do and how impactful we can be to yeah. the world. Yeah, totally. It's really cool. I didn't prep you with this question. <laughs> I know you're going to be mad at me because what I guess what I'm getting at is I think you've done a really good job being a service provider and achieving respect but while still being like such a sweetheart to your clients and you do such a good job at that. I I get to watch you and I watch your interaction with your clients and the way that you've built your clientele over the last three years, you are like that happy medium of I'm here as your service provider. I'm going to do a great job, but you're also not going to walk all over me. And I think that's why you've had so much loyalty throughout the pandemic because you're giving that TLC that people need, but still, you're not, sometimes you overextend your schedule and I have to yell at you because you need to give yourself a break. But for the most part, like you're not pushing yourself too far outside of your own boundaries. You still maintain personal respect. 
how do you do that? So it took a lot of time to learn. One of the things that I learned is from my mentor, who is now one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. When I was working under her, she was insanely busy. She was booked out three, four months in advance, mm-hmm. completely back-to-back, triple booked. And I could see the wear and tear it was doing on her and both of us. We were working from 9 a.m., sometimes a 6 or 7 or 8 at night, and how hard that can be. And also I could see how some clients felt like they weren't getting the full res- like service because they pay to see her and not an assistant. Because when I was working with her, I would do like her base colors, her toners, her shampoos, like she mixed everything and did all the color and everything, but I was, that's what you do as an assistant. Right. I was ready. <laughs> and she tr- like obviously showed me before I went Sure. In. But I really saw that firsthand and I've talked to her all the time and we've talked about how she's changed that too. She's yeah. realized like she doesn't want to be putting so many people in her chair and not giving them the time of day because they're paying all this money to be with her. And so even though I have an assistant and like everything that was a big thing. I wanted to make sure my clients, and she was always really good at it. She made her clients feel super special, like made sure they had water, made sure they had coffee. Like where I was living, there was like a smoothie shop next door and a Starbucks right next to us. So we would like, if we were getting something, we would offer it to the client, make the client as happy as possible, yeah. but also know the limit. Like you have to make them respect you too. So they're running late or you're running late. Like communication is sure. a huge thing, which is, why within the past year I've really changed it to having clients come in first. Anybody new um, who does color, I want them coming in before and doing an in-person consultation because I think it sets a really good boundary of getting to meet each other face-to-face, mm-hmm. seeing each other, really getting to sit down and have a conversation. Like, what have they done to their hair? What are their goals? What are their expectations? Mm-hmm. And Or what do they want out of it? And then I can go back. We can talk about price. So we're both on just that same page. Right. And we can talk about how long it's going to take us to get to there or what it will look to get there, mm-hmm. like how to budget for it. We can set a plan. Right. And I think having something like that, they feel more comfortable than just, especially if it's a new client, it's terrifying going to someone new. Yeah. Trusting them with your hair, that's your image that's everything so having that time to really sit and have that conversation it does make you feel a little more comfortable I feel and you get to know me and I get to know you a little bit more before we really get in there and have just go for it yeah that like full four hour five hour appointment it's funny you say that too because I remember when you told me that because of the pandemic and scheduling you were like I want all new clients to come in and have a consult with me first. I got to do it. It's going to be better for my business. And I, in the back of my head, and maybe I said it out loud too, who knows? I was like, you are insane. Yeah. You cannot expect people <laughs> to come in twice. But now that like we're sitting here talking about it, that totally could be what's contributing to that personal touch that you have. And although it is an extra step to get the guests in the salon, and I think we are doing virtual when it's necessary, yeah. but I do think that you're right. That that consultation, I don't think for all stylists it would need to be a separate visit, but I think that you're just proving the point that the consultation is so, it's important. so important. It's the most important part for yeah. you. You're creating that relationship and in yeah. two seconds. <laughs> I was definitely really nervous yeah. to do it. I was like, I don't know if they're going to want to or they're just going to end up going to someone else because they don't want to come in. But I explain it to them. I explain why I do a consultation. I explain what has happened to me in the past. And I'm not blaming the client or I'm not blaming the front desk. Like, it's neither fault. It's more we see the stuff on social media. We see a highlight. And that's what we want. Mm-hmm. So when you call and you make an appointment, 
you're like, I want to highlight. So they book you for a highlight. Our general times are based off of a touch up or stuff like that. And with the console, you coming in gives me to see how much hair, because if they call and are like, I need a highlight, but you've never had highlights before. Right. My timing is going to be completely different. Yeah. The services might be considered a color correction or I just might need way more time because my time is different for right. everything. And right. I like you said earlier, like I like to customize all my stuff. I do for every client I like to because everyone's head's different. Everyone right. wants a different look. We all have different type of hair. Like where it's going to take longer for some people than others. And definitely think that consult is really like that good starter to make sure. Cause then I'm not running over late for my other clients. Yeah. So I know how to book them accordingly to the right amount of time that they deserve. Cause right. I used to have where, and it was, like I said, nobody's fault. I would have highlights booked where they would come in and it would be a whole color correction and yeah. I'd like could only do so much. And then right. they end up being a little disappointed or I do what I can. Cause I hate saying no to people who influences you. <laughs> or what influences you. You can also pick a thing. But in general, like what was either when you wake up every day, you're like, I'm going to do amazing because of X, Y, and Z. Or what got you started in the industry? Like where does your influence come from? Yeah. I don't know. I guess there's a couple different things that influence me. Obviously, I want to live a good life. Mm-hmm. I want – I like money, girl. You know, I'm a little – can be a little bougie sometimes. <laughs> so I like some nice things. I like to spoil my dog. So obviously that encourages me to go get up every day and go for it. But so money's one. I feel sure. like so many people are – when you say what influences you, so many people are scared to be like, money, I want to get paid. It's important. Oh, for sure. That's why we do it. I want to travel. I want to do all that. I want to feel comfortable living and not be scared to not like make anything. Okay. So number one, money. Number two. Number two would definitely be the feeling I get seeing people. Yeah. How happy they are after I do their hair. It is truly such an amazing feeling being tagged in posts from clients or getting messages about, oh my God, I love my hair or having clients come up to me and being like, I had a girl come up to me and they were like, do you see hair in Beck's chair? I've had multiple people be like, I'm such a fan of yours. Like I've been dying to get in. I've been waiting. And it's such a great feeling because it just shows like I work my ass off. I'm not trying to make them be someone they're not. We want them to look and feel good. And honestly, sometimes even when I'm having hard days, and I don't feel like coming into work because we all have them. Sure. That is something I really think about because I know if I'm having a bad day, I can come to work and I, I am really good at separating my personal from work. Yep. But it can completely change my mood after I do someone's hair and how much they love it and just like the praise you get. And I know it's kind of selfish or just I like the feedback. Like I like to people telling me like oh you did such a good job of course like, you know, no, seeing like that big smile on their face obviously not right now with the mask right on. <laughs> but you can see it in, in their eyes. eyes yeah I was gonna say and just hearing them talk about it and then the referrals and the reviews and like being able to see that it just shows that all my hard work is really showing and people are respecting it and yeah it really is something that truly makes me love what I do and want to come to work because I can't like a lot of people like they just go to work because they have to not a lot of people can say this is my passion I do what I do because I love it and I honestly can say I love what I do and it's such a great thing I know it's so funny when I was here with our 
my first podcast with Tony. He was like, tell me about Salon 1800. And I was like, we just love what we do. And I like to, had nothing else to say. And then as we were sitting here thinking about it, I was like, that's on our website. I was like, Lisa yeah. nailed it yeah. right away because it's so yeah. true. And I think that back to why we're here and to the purpose of the Align Podcast is why our industry is so amazing is because that feeling like you're saying. And I touched on that when we talked the first time, but it is so important. And I think that's what's so cool about our industry and why I love to have an influence on the younger generation because it's you can have that feeling and you can have that paycheck and you can have that lifestyle. And if you're passionate about it, it's just, it's a home run. If your passion truly shines through. What would you say to the younger generation of stylists or an up and coming stylist? What's your word of advice or what's something that maybe you would have done different? It's not easy. It's not. I'm uh, True me, that, sister. I've had a decent amount of assistance help me through the years. And even talking to other like students when we've gone to some of the schools to do demos and teach stuff and just have people shadowing me. It's always something that is, it's not an easy career to do. It's not as easy as most people think it is. So it's, it's a lot of work, but it can be a fun work. Mm-hmm. And you just have, to, you do have to put the time in. Don't expect once you get on the floor as a hairdresser to have clients in a matter of seconds. Like yeah. you do have to go through that waiting period you do have to go on the street and pass out cards. You were passing out business cards like the yeah. second you hit the floor. Yeah. So like that was one thing I always tell some of my assistants that work under me, which you know, if you're sitting around, get your ass up, go walk the street. Of We're literally in Armitage, which is right near DePaul. It's a huge school. Like, right. Obviously right now is a little different, but right. go pass your card out. Go into the stores. Give them to the employees. That's exactly what I did. I would say I just moved here from California. I'm new. I have some open times. Yeah. I would love for you to come in and get your hair done. Like here's twenty like dollars off or sure. something like that, just to get like them in the chair. You really did it too. I think a lot of stylists, when I say go pass your card out, or especially when it's nice out in the summertime and it sounds so simple, and people are like, no one's gonna come in because yeah. of my business card. I hate sitting around. And if I if it was like night or if it was cold or something, I took the time instead of sitting in the break room. Like I would say, the best advice is do not hang out in the break room. Yeah. <laughs> It is not going to get you anywhere. If you can, wherever you have the time, grab your headphones. I used to watch tons of videos Yeah, when I would be waiting for clients because that's education. There's yeah. tons of, especially right now with the pandemic, we have so much free education available yeah. to us. And not just like doing hair, like they're giving business education for hairdressers or social media education. And there's so much you can learn through that to become a better person in the industry and in life. But no, it's definitely, it's not easy, but if you have the drive and the, you can do amazing things. And I still get, honestly, I think it was a year ago, I got a girl come in and said that I came in and passed a card out to her. Oh, I love that. When I first moved here and she still had it. She just never, she found it one day. So it comes. That's crazy because that was three years ago. I know. It was insane. I was like, oh my God. So I'm glad you got in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad to see you. It just makes me feel good that even that long ago, like, it, I still made an impact the first time I met them. Because, like everyone says, your first impression is huge. Yeah. It's and so true. If you have a good one, they will come and they'll trust you and we'll go from there. I think another thing, and you said it, when you say under the umbrella of it's not easy, I think the other thing <laughs> that people maybe don't put as much uh, thought into which I feel like the younger generation or potential up-and-coming professionals should know is like the mental 
portion of being a stylist. I've seen a handful of stylists come out of beauty school, go through our associate program, and I love every single one of them. And I've seen each one go through that moment of, oh my gosh, my head's going to explode. I need some time to myself. I think that is just as, if not more important for people to prepare for than learning how to do whatever the case yeah. may be. Like, it's so important. Well, one thing that has always stuck in my mind yeah. is when I was in school before I like got with my mentor, I was going to my hairdresser that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And her advice was honestly, especially like going into it, like becoming an assistant. She mm-hmm. said, be, <laughs> which is terrible, but she said, be prepared to be the bitch. You always say that and I secretly hate it, but I, I get it at the same time. But she said it in like the way she described it, it didn't come off like you're going to be doing all the grunt work, like you're going to yeah. do all the like shitty things. She was just like, understand that you're not at the top because a lot of people want to just go from school to being a hairdresser and they think because they know how to do hair because some people have a natural talent sure and I'm gonna say I didn't (laughs) I'll be completely honest I was terrible in beauty school like I didn't even think I was gonna keep going I I was horrible it wasn't until I worked with my mentor that I actually was like knew what I was like felt comfortable and actually learned because for me it takes a little bit longer yeah we all learn at different pace that's and some awesome that she teach. pulled that out of you. It's a great mentor. Yeah. And so I really take that as a thing because I'm like, you know what? It does. We all, any career you at, you start at the bottom. You can be an assistant to someone. You can be there. And it doesn't change just because you're going to beauty school and you have your license. That doesn't mean you have an entitlement. Yeah. You need to understand that we all, and we all have done it. We've all started at the bottom and mm-hmm. we've grown. And one day, like my goal as a mentor to people is I want you to succeed past me. And I think that, and that was exactly what my mentor would say to me. Cause I was always like, I want to be a mini Tanya. I want to be you. I want to be just like you. And she was like, no, you're going to be better than me. Oh, you just gave me goosebumps. I know. And we talk all the time. Like I can never like thank her enough for everything she's done for me. Cause she, not just hair, but for life. I think it's huge. And I think that to get to that point, you have to start, and to get as me as a mentor, that is my goal. Yeah. I, like I love seeing the people that I've helped train succeed. And like the two girls that are on our floor right now that worked under me and seeing how they grow and helping them still mentor them a little bit has been like such a good feeling to see their success and see how well they're growing and what they're doing. You're really good at it. It, it just brings me more joy too because yeah. you know yes of course like I'm still like young and I don't want someone to like, take all my <laughs> people but at the same time I'm like you know what if they do good for them yeah like they deserve it they put in the time they've done everything they can and they're gonna create a business and they're gonna be like I want everyone to be successful and yeah. I want them to see that they can do this and it yeah. takes a lot of hard work and a lot of time. Don't get me wrong. In the beginning, when I first obviously started working at the salon, I was putting in, I still do, lots of hours. <laughs> but I've definitely, my clients know now, like, I definitely have set my boundaries. They know, yeah. like, unless it's, like, a special case, I try to not, like, work on my days off. Get to that point. But you have to yeah. get to it. I think that's so important. I think that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to talk to you and have you as the first guest of the Aligned podcast that I'm hosting is because <laughs> 
I think that it's so important for us to recognize the people that are making our industry better and people that are making the industry grow and become more professional and become more passionate. And, and you've heard of, just like I have and everyone else has, different management styles and different mentors and different styles throughout the industry. And I think that the difference of you can work at a 50-chair salon, you can work at a five-chair salon, you can be doing here, you've been at Salon for three years, you can be there for 30 years. If you're the type of person that's able to pull out that passion and lay the groundwork for somebody to succeed the way that you're doing right now, and you literally just started doing it, and you have two girls that are coming up under you that are also kicking ass. Like It's just, it's so inspiring, and I think that's what we just... We as hairdressers, as nail technicians, as estheticians, barbers, whatever, I think that's what we need more of, you know? Yeah, we need to help. That is a huge thing. And two of my, like, favorite hairdressers, I'll go by their Instagram names, <laughs> is Maggie and Be Seen. Mm -hmm. And they have grown this community that has been incredible because of what they like their motto and like what they believe is as hairdressers we should not be in just general in life we should not be knocking each other down like right. we're not in a competition with each other our goal and like we should all be encouraging people and like bringing each other up and uplifting each other and encouraging sharing what we do edu helping educate and teach different things yeah. to help better them like I've taken their class in LA from them and it was totally an amazing experience and I'm taking another one coming up in May and I'm so excited because I really have such respect for these two as hairdressers they own like a salon in Arizona and the education they bring they've started a Instagram page just for hairdressers to help educate and build and encourage each other and it's truly an incredible community and I've also noticed a lot of the behind the chair mm -hmm. community is so much into that right now and I've definitely seen that is what's a lot of people are focusing on now is we are trying to encourage each other and yeah because I do think in the beginning for a long time this industry was all about you can't take my client you can't have my formula you can't do mm, this you yeah. can't do that when in reality it, yeah <laughs> we, we are in this together where yeah. we're like a as much as we might not all know each other, we're a family. We yeah. have the same interests. We all love the same thing. We love what we do, and we need to help encourage each other. You can only do it with people like you, open-minded. Yeah. You, I really believe that we need to as a community, and I definitely have seen that within the past few years, like really start to encourage each other. Like That's one thing I do love about the two salons I've worked at in California and here is nobody's ever been – like, you stole my client. I love the fact that we're all comfortable. Okay, you're going to go to this person if I'm not available or vice versa. Okay. I'm comfortable that you're not going to, like, just take my client from me or come up and, yeah. like, if I'm sick one day fight. or on vacation, <laughs> I know I can send my clients to you and you're not going to be like, okay, now you can come to me again. Yeah. I know that they'll get them booked right back on my schedule. But I also feel that if you end up liking that person more or you have a better connection, go for it. I am all about you have to connect with your stylist. Obviously, the work is a huge thing. But if you guys don't connect on a level that you can understand each other and have that comfortable, it's just not going to have, you're not going to fully understand each other. Totally. And I'd rather you find someone that, and I will even, I've had clients come to me where we just weren't meshing. I wasn't fully understanding what they were doing, like trying to say to me. And 
I don't think they were fully understanding my side and it wasn't either buddy's fault. We just weren't on the same level. And mm-hmm. I was like, look, I think you're an amazing person. I just don't think we're like, we're breaking up almost, but I'm going to help you find someone I think would be really good for you. And I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to be like, no, you're not allowed to come anywhere unless yeah. you're really mean. Unless you really need to be told yeah. that. <laughs> but luckily, I think that's only happened once. You hit the nail on the head is having that community to uplift each other and to make us stronger and to make our industry stronger. And that's my intent in hosting this podcast is bringing light to the people that are doing those things to create that community, especially in Chicago, because well, that's we're why I love awesome. working for you. Yeah. So you do that to our staff. Oh, thanks. I try you make it an effort to really get us to all connect and push us outside of our comfort zone. Sometimes, sometimes we might not want to do it, mm-hmm. but we do, we need those team bonding. We need the time together mm-hmm. like not doing hair and feel comfortable with each other to get deeper with each other and I yeah. think what you and Liz do for that is great it's so important it's so important and then you f- then we feel special we feel that you actually care about us you're not just trying to make money off of us that's very important as well yeah I hope you guys don't feel that way like I'm a mentor to these stylists but you're a mentor to us like business-wise and everything right. Well, we need to take that love and spread it all over Chicago. Because I, I feel like everyone real. looks at LA and New York. Those are the cities to be at. That's where you got to be. It's no. We have some really we have top some, talent in Chicago. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Becca. One last question I have for you is after talking about people that inspire us and talking about uplifting Chicago, who would you nominate for me to interview next on the Align podcast? Yeah, I have a great person. Her name is Margot. Her Instagram is the hairy godmother, I think. I love that. It's cute. <laughs> it's super cute. And I, easy to remember. Yeah. She is a client. I do her color. She works for Tony O'Shea. She specializes in just extensions. She has started this community on Instagram called like Be Cuffed. Mm. And it's about, um, I'm not going to be the best at describing it. So I Hopefully I get to ask her in person, but yeah, yeah, you can give me a snippet. She's doing something with Instagram where she's posting all of us hairdressers from all over like the world, I believe, and talking about what we specialize in, what we love, what we take away, and just trying to build a community for hairdressers to have. Yeah, love it. It's really cool. She's growing pretty fast. And she only does extensions. She only does extensions. Love that for her. All types of extensions. Super cool. Yeah, and she's amazing at it, and I I think it's great. Hopefully I get to see her, and I'm just going to ask Tony if he can copy and paste this as her intro, because that's pretty damn good. (laughs) obviously we're both hairdressers so like it's hard for us to get our schedules to like match but we both build each other up she's sent me tons of clients I've sent her yeah and because I don't personally do extensions I think this community and this group and she's doing it with someone else I I don't know her business partner she's doing it with but she's just a very she has such a big heart Mm -hmm. from the times I've like got to hang with her I've talked to her she just cares, and she really cares about this industry, too. Oh, I can't wait to meet her. And I just feel I like I can. this community she's trying to grow is, I, I think it's going to be a really cool thing. Cool. And I'm excited to see how, like, what she does with it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. You'll have to DM, DM me her Instagram I so will. I can take Don't her. worry. all right girl thank you so much for joining me today thanks for having me it was so fun to talk to you in a different way that i don't talk to you (laughs) the other six days of the week yeah that's it for today